Two, one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Board and Browsing Podcast. My name is Danny. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Samson and Sean. Hello. Hi, this is Samson. Welcome to Samson's ASMR special episode of the Board and Browsing Podcast. Let's all open our wrappers. And then we're going to put the crackers <laughs> from the wrappers on our tongue. And on the other end, this is my yelling episode, where I only peak the audio. <laughs> I'm going to go with a neutral perspective here and just kind of exist. We'll see That's how that That's pretty goes. reasonable. How are you guys doing? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. just fine. So oh, no, I never was... mind. That question wasn't for me. You're right, Danny. No, 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 no. no. Please, I don't know. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about this. I was going through and cleaning out my closet, right? And mm-hmm. have I ever told you guys about my fifth grade experience? I I don't think so. Okay, yes. so <laughs> I, don't. I didn't really learn anything in fifth grade. Um, I, Wait, be, I, be, before you go on, I think there could be a young Sheldon-esque oh. show about your life called Danny's Fifth Grade Experience. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, yes. pretty fucking weird, so there's a possibility. Um, so my teacher decided that our fifth grade class, for some reason, don't know what it was about our fifth grade class, um, that instead of doing most things that fifth graders learn, like history and science and English and sex ed, um, we were going to write and create the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but as a play. That's pretty cool. So, in my English class, we wrote the script for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as a play. In my science class, well, actually, science class was completely different. We just watched Animal Planet for an hour at the end of every day. Um, Hell yeah. In, in my art class, we designed the sets. In my music class, we sung the songs. Um, we didn't have language because we used that time to write our Charlie and the Chocolate Factory script instead. And I learned... Next to nothing the entire year. Huh. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I think there was a missed opportunity there because if you had a language, like language portion of fifth grade, which is cool. I, I, I didn't at that point, to my knowledge, to, to my memory, but you could have learned the Oompa Loompa language. <laughs> like, what were these teachers doing? And see, this is why we need education reform in America. Because if you're going to make a play about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and not go into the Oompa Loompa experience, you're part of the problem. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory from an Oompa Loompa perspective. Hey, aren't they making that, like, cult film with, uh, with Taika Waititi? Oh, actually, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> they are making that. Is that a thing? I, I haven't yeah. heard... Um, but yeah, I, I was just going through it and I found like the whole script that we wrote. I totally forgot that my character doesn't actually technically exist in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> world. And that was Mr. Gloop, Augustus's father. I, I think he's in the movie. Is he not? Is it only his mother? It's only his mother. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Wait, so did you put this play on? Yeah, we put the play on. My teacher played the Candyman. Who sang about oh, Charlie getting a golden ticket and the sun rising. Um, 
every single huh. kid in the class had to act and perform. And just like looking back, I can't believe this was allowed. Like all my friends were learning science and history and we'd have one of those classes like maybe every three weeks. It was it was crazy how little actual work we did in well, terms of the, the curriculum. Here's, here's the thing, Danny. Can you answer me this question? It's it's a question I think any fifth grader should be able to answer. Who can take a rainbow, sprinkle it with dew, something, 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 strawberry, something pie? Can you answer me that, Danny? Who is it? Uh, who is the Candyman? Yes, exactly. So your education uh, is clear. Sean, I see what you did. You just sang the Candyman by Primus. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> that Candy album's great. Man. I know we've talked about that before, but Primus yeah. and the Chocolate Factory is great. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, why would you choose to sing it like that? I'm here for it, though. Oh, Give Primus me a great. smile. Primus is so great. Should, uh, should, we get, should we get right into some news? Sure. Let's do it, King. Cool. So, uh, AMC is scheduled to reopen their theaters pretty soon. <laughs> uh, this is going to happen July 15th, and they're planning on releasing Mulan on July 24th, and Tenant, which is from Warner Brothers Studios, on July 31st. They're going to be reducing the amount of seats in each theater, tons of cleaning procedures, and after much controversy, officially decided that people have to wear masks. Okay, ah. so yeah, so I guess they're not selling concessions then. They are. They're just hoping that people are gonna do like digital transfers of cash as opposed to like yeah. paying with actual money but in person. I think, no, no. I think what I mean, Sean's asking. Yeah, sorry. No, you go ahead. How do you if if they want you to keep the mask on the whole time? How are they gonna sell? Uh, how do you? I don't eat? know. <laughs> yeah, because I, I it, couldn't tell you. Because I'm fine with them deciding to make people keep their masks on while they're in there, but then if they say, okay, yeah, keep your mask on until you eat popcorn, well, then that kind of defeats the purpose, and at that point, why? Because it, I don't know about any of you guys, but as we talked about, you know, I, I have my theater routines, and whenever I eat popcorn, I try as much as I can to get bits of kernel stuck in the back of my throat so that I have to hack up half a lung to get it out of there, and if I'm not wearing a mask... That's just going to go all over the place. So also, I know that initially their plan was that people didn't have to wear a mask because they were considering it a political issue. Um, so they, they weren't requiring anyone to wear a mask, hence why they had the concessions and stuff. But then due to so much negative feedback, they actually reverted that. Um, I don't know what the plan is for concessions. I just know that there's no way in hell I'm sitting in a closed-off theater with people I don't know for two to three hours, <laughs> yeah. regardless of if I'm wearing a mask. Not no, July is, is too early for Sean. Yeah. 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 Also, quick question, because I know Sean might just not feel courageous enough to ask this right now, but if masks are required, are shoes and socks going to be required too? I'm oh, going to say no, because yeah. the smell is blocked out by the mask. Oh, mm -hmm. that's that's a good point. Yeah. Which, to me, ruins half the point, but, you know. Uh, but actually, a, a legitimate question I had... Oops, I moved a lot closer to the mic. A legitimate question that I had is... So you said that then they're opening Mulan on whatever date, but that comes after they're opening theaters, so what are they having when they open? I honestly <laughs> couldn't tell you. Um, are they just going to be open for a week with no movies? <laughs> I would assume that they're going to put out some movies that were out a few months ago. 
Th- that's just my guess. I mean, it's yeah. like Sony launching the PlayStation Five with no launch titles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Go. Okay, wait. No. The, the, okay. The PlayStation Five reveal was pretty good. Sean and I were watching it together, and I liked a lot of the games I saw from there. I I liked it. I didn't like that they didn't say how much it was going to cost. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was interesting, Ooh. especially because Microsoft also hasn't said how much theirs yeah. is going to cost. A really fun game of chicken. Yeah, <laughs> someone's just going to so make it ten dollars less. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping one of them is just like fuck it. We're doing a hundred dollars. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. You know what? Free. The first one billion are free. Go for it, fam. Games are a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. You know, that would be pretty interesting if they were like, we'll give it to you for free, but every game is like, yeah, $90, $80. You have to pay twice as much. It's $120 per game. Would you do that, though? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess, you know, it, it, I, I could see honestly doing it and then only choosing like two games max to play. That's yeah. that I really like, and then I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, like I got my Switch for really cheap, but all the games are like sixty dollars. So, yeah, because <laughs> they never that, price drop, so I just don't buy Switch games. Yeah, so I, I've been. I also have a Switch, and I've been following the store, like seeing how often they drop. Um, Deku Deals D E K U um, is a really great website because it tracks like the history of the price drops and like when uh, statistically you're more likely to see a drop in the future. Um, it's pretty interesting that Nintendo really doesn't drop any of their main title games. I haven't seen one go below forty one dollars. Yeah. And the only one that I did see was Mario and Rayman Rabbids hybrid game for <laughs> XCOM, whatever, where that one was like 15 bucks. And I was like, this makes sense because who's going to actually buy this? Please, we have so many copies. <laughs> Take them. And then they did the DLC where it was like Donkey Kong versus that Rayman hybrid Donkey Kong, where it was just this huge rabid monkey looking thing. A thing of beauty is wow. what you're trying to say. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Nintendo doesn't go on sale. PlayStation always has games on sale. Highly recommend that because you can get a, a main series game that came out like a few months ago already down to like 20 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nuts. Um, yeah. All right. We, we, long tangent, but let's go back to the news. Um, so there's an animated series that's coming out for HBO Max that I actually showed Sean a trailer of. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Close Enough, and it's by the creator of Regular Show. Uh, this looks like what Samson and I had talked about Midnight Gospel was going to be. It's an adult version of Regular Show, and we thought Midnight Gospel was going to be like an adult version of Adventure Time. And then um, it was not. Have you ever seen uh, 3 o'clock in the AM, PM? I have not. It's um actually... Um, the origins of Regular Show, uh, the dude who created Regular Show, I think it's 3 in the a.m. p.m. or 3 o'clock in the 3 a.m. Uh, p.m., but it's about these uh, gas station clerks that take acid, and uh, they basically transform into, like, Rigby and Mordecai and, like, a bunch of different characters from, like, uh, Regular Show, and it's, like, Whoa. it's, like, really crass, like, I mean, not crass, but, like, it's vulgar, like, there's, like, swearing, it's, and I mean, they're taking acid, so it's, like, you know, it's, it's pretty much, like, a rated R, like, cartoon short, and, um, it's cool. the origins of Regular yeah. Show, you can find it on YouTube, it's really cool to watch, um, well, yeah, 
and yeah. and I'm just well, that saying that especially of, uh, the the. <laughs> All right, so who's of... who's going to talk? No, you go ahead. I Sean. don't know. I think I think Samson was a little bit audio messed up there for a second. Oh, you all got I was saying, voice Samson for me. Oh no, all I was saying was that I'm just bringing it up, especially since like you know if this is something he's doing and he's making another adult animated show, this might be a good indicator of what he's capable of. Yeah, it looks really uh, interesting. Basically, what I can gather from the trailer, the plot is. Um, it's a, a couple who have a young daughter who live in an apartment with a divorced couple. Uh, one of the divorced couple is voiced by Jason Mantezoukas. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And it's just like them trying to live their life while also living with a divorced couple. And it, it just it looks so wacky and out there. And it has the same animation style of regular show, but it's also very clearly an adult type <laughs> program. Yeah. Well, I think, though, for, for me, while I do think it looks pretty interesting, I'm getting a little bit tired of animated shows, new animated shows, just having the identical animation style of, like, a previous show. Like, yeah. there's that one that they're promoting about Central Park, which is literally just Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. And there's, I'm trying to think, there's, obviously there's this one. Um, and then I, I, I like, something like, um, oh, my God, we just talked, Midnight Gospel looks at least originally looked like it would kind of look like adventure time it almost similar but it's different enough that it's pretty distinct to me and i yeah i just i oh that's i was thinking of the uh, the D- justin roiland one i think solar opposite or yeah Roiland. i was yeah. thinking about that too where yeah. that one also looks like it's a little <clears throat> bit different but it's still so close and i understand why because it's like an animation style and especially if that's what the team has experience with but mm-hmm. i i just like to see something a little different if the show is going to be different. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. No, I, I think that, I think you're absolutely right. And I think like with animation, it's cool to see like people tailor different like animation or drawing styles to different shows to create different kinds of worlds and characters. And I feel like that's not necessarily something that's um, super frequent, but you know, I mean, it, I mean like that's, I feel like it's always been that way. I mean, you watch in, you know, any of the Disney movies and like, that like you know like you take any Disney Renaissance movie and like the animation style is like exactly the same yeah. you know because people like that familiarity and it's almost like a signature uh, I don't know well I think the difference between all of them coming out from the exact same studio like Disney versus just the same creators working for different networks is it's all under the same branch like those are all Disney films so yes they're gonna have similar styles because it's the same team working on them and the same company putting them out. Whereas you have, like, Justin Roiland working on Rick and Morty on Adult Swim, but then also working on Solar Opposites on Hulu, and the two of them having the same animation style. I partially agree with Sean, but also I personally like the fact that they're the same animation style, because it makes users and viewers who aren't typically following these new shows more likely to watch it because they recognize the style right you like bob's burgers you see a commercial for central park you think oh it's by the people who made bob's burgers and i can tell based on the faces i'm gonna check it out convincing me not to watch central park even yeah honestly i can't stand the bob's burgers animation style and so i've honestly never really watched bob's burgers i've heard it's great i've watched a couple episodes thought they were fine but I just can't get over their amoeba bodies. <laughs> and I saw Central Park, saw that it looked the same, and I thought, never going to watch that. Yeah. Which, well, you know, is like two sides of the same coin. Obviously, you can't have one without the other. But I've always really appreciated Archer for being like way out there in terms of animation style. 
uh, for a television show. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that, and then also say Big Mouth deserves some credit for an animation style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. th- those look really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. they're ugly. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'd... Um, I actually speaking on Central Park, and I might as well touch on this now. Uh, I actually watched the show. Uh, it's got four episodes out, and I decided to give it a try. It's good. I I honestly think the show is really good. Um, especially if you are a theater person who likes musicals, because it's framed each episode as if you are watching a play on Broadway. Um, cool. so it's got like an. It's got a narrator who will come in and like kind of explain things, and then characters in different areas will be singing songs, but singing the same song and having it like as a chorus reprise. Um, I, I think that's how it works. Like, it, it's good. It's not great. I'm not finding reasons to love it, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I think my only main issue is there's too much Josh Gad who plays the like narrator character, and I understand I that Josh it's theater. Gad. So there's a lot of, like, tell and not really show. But mm. I wish there was less explanation and hand-holding of the audience and more of, this is the plot, you can watch it unfold. Like, I don't need you to explain to me that a character is going to this place for a meeting because this is their newspaper. I want to watch the person go in and talk about the fact that they're trying to get a bigger article. I really wish I could I could see it so I could, like, give some feedback like especially being considering myself a theater person like give like you know give my take on it what's frustrating is like it's on apple tv right like yeah <laughs> like there's just so many goddamn streaming services like and like the last place i want to give my money to is apple like i don't want to give <laughs> apple more money i hate apple and like i don't know it's uh, and it's just like I don't know. Their selection doesn't like seems actually kind of cool. Like I would love to watch that uh, uh, show with Rob, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, Mythic Quest. Yeah, Rob Mythic McElhenney. Quest. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to watch that. But like, I'm am I gonna pay like another ten dollars a month so I can watch you know, uh, Vision Quest and you know that uh, Central Park show? And oh, I yeah. do want to watch that new Shyamalan show. It looks absurd. <laughs> Well, that's uh, the thing is I understand people are hesitant about it, and I am too. Like, if, if it didn't already exist in my house, I would be hesitant to pay for it. But I've watched four shows from them now, and I'll talk about another one later. And each one of them I've enjoyed. So it's not yeah. like it doesn't have quality content. I think people are hesitant to buy it because, one, it's Apple. Two, it's just another thing you have to pay for. And three, yeah. it doesn't work on all platforms. Like, you need a specific device in order to watch it. But yeah. they are four for four right now and have a few more shows that I'm pretty interested in watching. So at this current moment, if you have access to Apple Plus, I would recommend purchasing it because I think it's got enough content that warrants whatever amount of money you would spend per month. Yeah, I think I think the, the, the broader issue with like all these streaming services, though, is like, you know, there's Hulu, there's Netflix, there's Disney Plus, there's um, HBO's really killing it right now. Like... You know, and then there's Apple TV, you know, there's five major streaming sites. And like, if you're paying for all of those, you're probably going to be spending about $50 a month in streaming services, um, which I, I think like people are like, I think a lot of these companies are, are underestimating <laughs> people's patience and like, you know, uh, expendable income for an, another streaming service. You know, like I'm getting at the end of my rope with Hulu 
and like all the goddamn ads they shove down your throat. Yeah. It's like, why am I paying like $10 a month to watch something with ads when I can like, you know, get net, I could be spending this on Netflix or HBO max and not have ads, you know, uh, it's just like, I'm sorry, I'll stop ranting about no, streaming no, services. I think it's it's good. Just, yeah. um, uh, Sean, what, what, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I just think uh, that there's not enough. I mean, money aside, I don't have the time to make value from five different streaming services. Yeah. Like, it's closer now with quarantine, but I also just don't want to be watching television 24-7. Mm-hmm. And if I were to get value from Hulu, Netflix, HBO, uh, Apple, and I think there's an oh, and Amazon, I, I'm just not. As it is, I'm pretty sure I have Amazon Fire Prime, Watch It, Who Cares, whatever it's called. I've watched maybe one movie on there. I just don't, like, it's, it's got so little of my attention. And it's mostly just the only reason I continue paying for it is because it's a part of the Amazon uh, like bundle. Yeah. So otherwise, mm. it, I just absolutely wouldn't have it. Um, okay. And and, and there's because there's only and again it's it's a little different now with uh, Corona and how most people are still staying at home for the most part. At at some point, it, who knows how long everything's going to open up again. And I'm going to be watching even less. <laughs> so, like, I, it's just not... For me, it just doesn't make any sense. I also watch so much YouTube. It, and to me, I think that uh, there's a lot of people who don't watch very much YouTube and then watch a lot on streaming services where I'm like, wait a minute. Twitch and YouTube have all of this content for free. Yeah. And then you can pay pretty much, like, a la carte for Twitch, at least. Because it's like, wait a minute, I like this one particular person's program i'm going to pay them for it and not for some sort of like i mean there is twitch prime yeah or, but you get it for free if you have amazon oh, but that's prime. through amazon yeah, yeah so it doesn't really it doesn't really count no i i i understand where people come from about being hesitant for buying things especially if you don't have that much time i just think that i want to try and explore all the different types of shows because i i hate that they're locked behind these paywalls mm-hmm. um I think I think I agree with the fact that people are going to get fed up as more services arise for paying for things. I know that like when Netflix increased their price, people were very hesitant to continue their subscriptions with it because it wasn't doing what it used to. It wasn't providing the same type of content. There were a lot more original shows than there were things that they were interested in just rewatching or watching for the first time. Um, yeah. But I, I also do take into mind that I think it's good to have a diverse portfolio of things to watch because there is a lot of great content out there. Like a lot of these Apple Plus shows, if I wasn't able to watch it, I wouldn't have discovered them and realized I really enjoyed a lot of them. Like The Morning Show and Mythic Quest, like those were fun to watch. And I think they were really good content that's unfortunate that some people can't see. But I think the other great thing about this podcast is that we can talk about these shows that we've been watching Mm -hmm. and give recommendations so people can make those choices too. And I think from a personal perspective, I think Apple plus is currently worth it and worth sacrificing a different streaming service to at least test it out for like a month. Hmm. That that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that like, like I think one of my points too, that I'm not like explicitly saying too is like, um, what what the dangers of these all these streaming services is, are is like 
you could potentially like if you have really good shows, but you know you're like the fifth streaming service and you're like you know another ten fifteen dollars a month. Um, I think you risk pushing people to watch it online for free um, yeah. on you know uh, torrent sites or like you know pirating it and because that's w- not which that hard. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not that hard. And I mean, like, I I like I'm not saying anything about like the like judgment wise. I'm just saying that like that's a, a reality that I think a lot of these uh, companies are going to have to deal with. I mean, not to say that they aren't already dealing with it, but... Uh, also, I, I forgot Disney Plus in, in all the yeah. play, streaming services. Yeah. I forgot another major one. Yeah, that's, there's that's like... how many there are. DC <laughs> like, Universe is... Like, that's what I pay for. Like, there, yeah. there's Funimation if I ever feel like watching a ton of anime. Like, there's so much out there. Yeah. It, it's kind of nuts, but I, I think the, the good thing is that we can help narrow down those choices too and like find yeah. the shows that we've watched and recommend so that people know where to spend their money and know which services to kind of target with their viewing experience yeah um why don't why don't we continue on with the news then um so in a weird in a weird chain of events uh they're making another ted bundy type film why? which I don't understand because wasn't the whole point to not give him more media exposure since that's exactly what Ted Bundy would have wanted. Yeah. Um, but this is called yeah. no man of God. It's starring Elijah Wood where he is Ted Bundy's FBI analyst and it takes place almost entirely in an interrogation room based on real conversations between the serial killer Ted Bundy and this FBI analyst from 1984 to 1989. Great. Yeah, that, like, that, cool. like I wish. <laughs> see, that like actually sounds interesting. I wish, like, though, like I, I think it's hard to like. I think it's hard though when you have so many like just crap like exploitative movies on serial killers. You know, like I think it like um, I don't know. It romanticizes like the horror of it in some kind of way. It's just like. It's it's kind of gross. Like I don't know what the name of that uh, Zach Efron one was. Like it had that stupid long ass name. It's like, like extremely it, wicked, sho- yeah, shockingly vile, sh- vile, and, yeah, and something e- like yeah. evil. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. saw it though. I thought it was pretty good, especially because before it, I didn't know much about Ted Bundy. Yeah, well, and I now mean, you like, know he's hot. Well, <laughs> and I think that's like part of the issue with like uh, putting it in like a movie form instead of like reading like you know very factual like statements about him is like you're you're almost gonna inadvertently romanticize the the figure himself or like build him into some kind of boogeyman in a way that like would make him happy you know what i'm saying like it's it's hard to not do that in a movie, and I know they tried that with that Zac Efron one, but, like, a, a lot of critiques I was reading on that, too, were saying, like, you know, when you don't show the acts and you're only doing, like, everything else, uh, it takes away the most horrific, horrific part from the person, too, so it makes him not seem as bad. You know, it's and just, plus, like, it's a really difficult yeah. issue. I don't care how Zac Efron represents me. I'd be happy if Zac Efron represented me. He could be representing me as a as a puppy batter, someone who throws puppies in the air, then hits them as far as he can with a baseball bat. But if I was Zac Efron, I'd be like, you know, that might be wrong, 
but I'm looking good as I do it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty okay. Well, that was that. the whole thing about <laughs> Ted Bundy is that he was like the super attractive, charming guy. And I feel like yeah, Zac Efron the, fits that perfectly. That's the thing with me as well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Now, I, 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 I actually enjoyed the Ted Bundy film. And I think I, I feel guilty about watching another one because, again, it's like he did these horrible acts, but at the same time, he's so popular, too. It's kind of nuts. Gosh darn, is he cute. Yeah. That's the, it's just the darndest thing. Yeah. Right. Um, Moving on, Daisy Ridley is going to be starring in an animated virtual reality uh, short film about Baba Yaga, where people get to make choices and that determines the outcome. I think it's kind of like Bandersnatch, except it's VR. Hey, huh. I'll do it. Yeah. Me and all other... 18 dozen people who have a VR set up in their home. And by that, I mean, I hope it comes out within the next uh, week and a half before I move out of my parents' house again, because <laughs> it's theirs, not mine, because they have disposable income. I don't think it's going to be that close, but I also Darn. don't know if uh, Daisy Ridley is playing Baba Yaga or she's playing like the girl that's getting chased by Baba Yaga. So here's the thing, though. If she's playing the girl who's getting chased and it's VR... If it's VR, do we not get her perspective? And if we get her perspective, then what's the point of it being Daisy Ridley? Because we don't get to see her. <laughs> I think I think it's just like actor recognition bringing it in, and and like probably guess, voice yeah. acting. I'm sure I'm sure it's basically you'll see it from like a third person perspective, and possibly like you're watching her specifically, and then the two options are presented, and you choose which option you want. Hmm. I hope if so, it is. It's in VR. That's what it said. It that the it said it was like an animated virtual reality Baba Yaga. Interesting. So, I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. I I've seen Baba Yaga in plays and nightmares, but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I see her every single night. Yeah. Um, moving on. John Stewart is actually making a return to the media and film industry, and he's making a political comedy called Irresistible, which is starring Steve Carell, who has been in literally everything recently, and Rose yeah. Byrne, um, where Steve Carell helps a retired Marine win an election in a right-wing town. I don't, I, I, I'm shocked, like how much Steve Carell has been in, first of all, because I can think of four shows off the top of my head that he started within the past two years. Second, I'm kind of glad Jon Stewart's back because I think he's got some really great opinions and takes on things, and I'd love to see him working more yeah. on screen. Yeah, that'd yeah, be I'm, cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely glad he's back in the world of media. From the trailers I've seen so far, um, I think it just looks fine. So far, honestly, it to me, it, it gave me Space Force vibes that a lot of the jokes were being told and they felt to me kind of like uh, a cool uncle who's trying to make some slightly like jokes that are for a mixed crowd, but they're interesting, but not making me laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. And I, I do. And and, you know, I absolutely love Jon Stewart. And so I, I don't want to judge too much from just the, the trailers, but I and I'll probably watch it. But I just it, it didn't it didn't really excite me as much as I thought it was going to when I heard that John Stewart was making a movie. Hmm. Okay. I I I wish I had watched him more on the Daily Show when I was younger. Honestly, like 
not that Trevor Noah is bad. I think Trevor Noah does a phenomenal job, but I, I didn't get to catch enough John Stewart. And I think at this age, I'd probably appreciate it more than when I was yeah. younger. But yeah. Um, moving on, there's another new film coming out called Alpha Gang, which stars um, John Hamm, Alf. Steven Yeun, um, Nicholas Holt, uh, Charlotte Ginsburg, uh, Mackenzie Davis, uh, Sophia Botella, like a bunch of people. Basically, aliens co- are sent on a mission to conquer Earth, but they start catching emotions and feel things and have trouble completing their mission. So they, they catch feels for humans. Yeah. Well, I'm Earth saying. specifically, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, like, vanilla ice cream is really good. You know, I'm sure they had themselves a cone, and they were like, damn, I can't take over Earth. I want more ice cream. And then they learned about Ben and Jerry's, and were like, what? You put other stuff in here? You're putting, you're telling me that you're mixing this with chocolate ice cream as well, and then fu- brownie bits and cookie dough? Are you kidding me? I can't take over this planet. I need but, my, uh, my, my, what's it, half-baked. I need half-baked. Yeah. And then Shyamalan twist, their, their digestive systems are different. So after eating too much ice creams, their insides slowly dissolve. And then the character who's an ex-baseball player gets to swing his bat and hit them <laughs> and they explode. Yeah, it's like, it's like if the aliens in science drank the water. It's very violent. Well, thanks for spoiling the film for me. God, like, oh. why? Why would I even bother watching it now? Oh, Danny, I'm sorry. Like, I can, I can, I can <laughs> help you. I can fix this. Off. It's not too late. I can fix this. Mm, I can, oh wait, I, I'm getting. Oh, I'm getting the the ambulance on the phone right now. <laughs> oh. Hello, ambulance. Oh, Danny, <laughs> oh, the ambulance. Burn. <laughs> Oh, Danny, I think I hear the ambulance coming for you in the oh, background. Hello, hello, there was an emergency called. Uh, is there a little baby here? Crying yeah, little itty-bitty baby tears? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Oh, boo-hoo, little baby. Hey, my tears are big. Oh, oh you're, no, you're a very oh, big boy. What? Is, is that Triple B coming in to mock Danny as well? <laughs> oh, hello, Triple B. Don't worry, I pushed him back out of the room. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, that means it's the perfect segue into our next bit of news. Peter Jackson's VFX company. Um, I, I He's going to animate the, the Triple B movie? No, um, <laughs> I, I forget the name of the company, but it's launching an animation studio. Oh, so that's sick. This is, hmm. this is the group that did like the uh, virtual effects for the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Avatar. Okay. Like the blue cool. Avatar. I yes, <laughs> not Avatar: The Last Airbender, the live action. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the tail, the hair, people, the the join our hair together and let us experience each other's essence. <laughs> Samson, you're gonna be there pretty soon. Your hair's getting long. I know. In it's, the back, braid it up so... and then plug it into a horse. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> yeah, your hair Beam is me up, quite shaggy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, Put a electrical outlet in my hair. I'm just going to plug it into things. Maybe someday I'll get electrocuted. But for now, I'm going to pretend it powers me up, and then everyone will think I'm cool. Like Super Saiyan. Wow, yeah. I'm like, I could be an anime character, guys. (laughs) You you could be. I could imagine Samson as an anime character. 
Ohio. I'm sensitive. When I get upset, a little drop of sweat comes down on my forehead. Um, you know, and I have an electrical outlet in my long locks of hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. And your ancient bloodline gives you powers beyond your simple understanding. I'm going to be the first live-action character in My Hero Academia. Did you know that? <laughs> wow. wow, you just comped right in. That's crazy. What's your power? Huh? What, uh, what's it's your just power? that I have an electrical outlet in my hair. <laughs> oh, it's just that you... Wow. I can supercharge anything with my hair outlet. That, Even horses. That, yeah. That's a fantastic power. Oh, wait. So it's like it's... Oh, I see. I thought... I was thinking it's like a more of a plug deal. I, I see what you mean, though. It's, it's, a, it's an outlet. Things plug into you. Yeah, King. There's kind of already a character like that a little bit, <laughs> Samson. So... But they're not as anime as me. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. That's right. The, the hand-drawn right. anime character is not as anime as Samson would be. And you know be. what? You, you yeah. raise a good point because that character has a much more dynamic ability because they, like, shoot lightning and they generate electricity. You are just an outlet. <laughs> you know, prophecy tells out of all of the anime characters of all time, there's a chosen one. Who's not actually of the anime world? Samson Chan. Not to say it's me, but but it's, at the same it's time, me. it's you. <laughs> Excellent. So let me uh, let me wrap up our news for this week. I've got two more bits of it. Um, number one is that the Oscars have been moved back two months. The 2021 Oscars are now moved to April. Um, just because of coronavirus. And the second is that the cinema industry has announced that they are posed to lose 20 to 31 billion. So that's from three-ish months of people not going to see movies. The industry itself is posed to lose 20 to 31 billion dollars. Ha! Welcome to being... Welcome to being a regular person, movie industry. Where'd all your money go? It's gone. You had to go pay bills, idiots. <laughs> Should have saved up <laughs> three months of rent in case of an emergency. Morons. Oh, what? Maybe you shouldn't have gotten so much avocado toast, you idiots. <laughs> anyway. I think I don't think there's anything else left to say on that. Maybe uh, move back with your mother. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Sean, your your commentary on that was was perfect. I think you, you captured it up. the feelings of everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I echo the the voices of Twitter posts I've just heard. You know, at different points. But uh. <laughs> Sean is a a shit post turned into a human, kind of like how Samson's an anime character. Yeah, it, I'm actually kind of the exact opposite of Samson. I'm more of an anime character come to the human world. Oh wow! And they call me they call me Shit Chan, because I have all the powers of a shit post. Wow, and also fecal matter. It's kind of like a double Ooh. entendre sort of wow. thing. <laughs> nice accent on that too. <laughs> Thank you, uh, because because again, I have all the powers of 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 shit. I know how to speak French. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that insult came out of left field. <laughs> um, this is this is the official statement that the Borden Browsing Podcast does not support France. Tell me, Danny, have we had a single listener from France? I think we actually have. 
so we've had one, and then they never listened again. Cool. I think I, I think so. I, I kind of have some trouble tracking how many people it is when it's such a minimal percentage, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. I, I want them to come back for this episode to know that they're not welcome. Okay. Hey, well, yeah. I'm like 50% French Canadian. Is, oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> when I was hey, younger, Fr- I used to think growing up in Canada would not be something I would enjoy at all. Now I'm still kind of on the fence about that. What? I don't know. <laughs> Wait. When I was younger, I so, just really didn't like Canada. Cool. <laughs> wow. Bored and browsing has turned into a, like the most xenophobic podcast <laughs> in the last two minutes. Close the borders. <laughs> I only want anime girls coming in. Everyone else stay out. Transdimensional rifts only. Yeah, unless you have giant eyes and pink hair, mm-hmm. not allowed in this country. And you know what? As an act of solidarity, Japan, you can you can come over. Because <laughs> I know that you were the pioneers who first brought us our lords, our saviors. Our waifus. Anime cat girls. Yeah. <clears throat> Elon Musk, he's out there. He wants to make anime cat girls real. <laughs> That's, <laughs> he'll do it. He has the Tesla money, and he has just enough mania to make it happen. Yeah. He's going to break us out of the simulation, and then we're going <laughs> to oh wake up to the reality of anime That's the real girls. thing. We're the anime characters for anime people. They watch us. This is, we are a fabricated reality inside, inside a, a, an otaku's head. That's the thing. I love the idea <laughs> anime otaku. Of, El- like, of Elon Musk being Neo from The Matrix. And just like trying Whoa, to break us sees. out of the simulation, and wow. he just knows things. No, guys, that's why I'm the chosen one, though. He's gonna free me first. He's oh, Morpheus, then, yeah. and I am Neo. Oh, I'm yeah. going to wake up to realize that I am really an anime boy. And then you'll go and you'll charge everyone's phones with your head outlet. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, wow, thanks. You'll be like, no problem. I generate electricity, but only from these two outlet ports. And Samson, you know, I I hate to ask, but what country are those are those electrical ports? Uh, what what what's what standard setup are they? Are they U.S. EU? Australia? Oh no, they're they're good old U.S. of A, Sean. So oh, it's the three prong. So only yeah. we can use them. Us in Canada. <laughs> yep. And maybe Mexico. I think Mexico too. I think it's like well, northeastern. I think the whole thing is you can plug two-prong outlets into three-prong, but you can't plug a three-prong into a two. So technically, well, everyone can plug into Samson's ears, but no one, mm-hmm. like, we can't plug into others. No, I mean, have you have you seen, like, foreign outlets? They have, they, they get, like, tilted on angles. They have circular bits. It's, oh, yeah. It goes, it goes crazy, yeah. That's why you I have more orifices than the Africa. average human. Oh, wow. Wait, so, like, each hole in your body is a different kind of plug. Yeah. An outlet, I mean. That's I can also okay, stretch my pores. My pores can expand. You know oh what? God, I, so I, you have thousands. <laughs> Danny looks like he's going I, to... I think we should, we should move on to what we've been watching. I have great pores, Danny. That's why they're so, like... They're so small. Look at my pores. You are glowing, Samson. You glow. It's it's because I can enlarge or shrink them. And then you can just dig out any dirt that's in there. You make yep, it big. Exactly. You scoop the dirt out. Scoop, and you scoop, put it back. scoop. Wow, this is revolutionary. 
right, Danny's getting jealous. Oh, he is. Danny's getting jealous, so I guess we should. He knew that my sensitivity was that I was jealous of his pores. I, I. Danny, it's okay. We can talk about it later. Cool. He. The amount of times I've heard Danny say, "God damn it, Samson! You have skin like a porcelain doll, you son of a bitch." (laughs) Yeah. I I have a. (laughs) We should have known it when you when you played Brahms in The Boy. You know, you played the doll (laughs) in Brahms. It does kind of look like you. Perfect skin, brown hair, he's three foot one. Cool. <laughs> I I have nothing else to add to this. I don't know where else this is going. Right down. This is my that's my shit power, Danny. It's going right down the toilet. Cool. Um yeah, why don't why don't we talk about what we've been watching this week? Who would like to go first? I'll go because I straight up watched one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched season 12 of Always Sunny. What'd you think? I liked it. It was I, Honestly, I, I haven't watched Always Sunny for a while. I was worried I wasn't going to like the newer seasons quite as much, but they're still pretty enjoyable. Um, yeah, a season I liked season 12 a lot. I just started season 13, and I, I'm liking it as well. You know, it doesn't quite hit in my opinion, as hard as some of those middle seasons, uh, as some of the older stuff, but I still like it. I, I definitely would recommend it. If you got Hulu, watch it. Hulu. And if you don't have Hulu, honestly, even consider it a little bit, because Always Sunny is, I mean, it's a classic in terms of terribly uncomfortable, like, humor that's also <laughs> just really yeah. good. I I uh, think I heard somewhere that uh, the black... Like the episode where Mac was uh, dressed as uh, the Lethal Weapon character and like went blackface, <laughs> I I heard somewhere that that might have gotten taken down. I don't think it did. It might have. I didn't hear anything about that though. Okay, I might be wrong. I I thought I heard that Netflix was just taking down anything that featured some form of blackface, regardless of the context. Well, it's not on Netflix. No, but it is in other countries. Oh, maybe that's true then, because although I haven't, I didn't check. I just hadn't heard about that, so it could be. Yeah, true. I've just been seeing a lot of memes from the "It's Always Sunny" subreddit where they're like, "Hey Netflix," and it's just photos of Mac from that Lethal Weapon episode. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, okay, Samson, what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching the new season of Everson Family. Okay. Um, which I really like. It's created by Bill Burr, and he voices the main character. Have either of you watched? F is for family. Nope. nope. Um, it's it's really good. It takes so it takes place in the seventies, and it's all about like Bill Burr's character. His name's Frank, and uh, he has a wife and three kids. Uh, his wife is voiced by um, ah, oh, goddamn. Why am I not thinking of her name? Um, female lead in Jurassic Park. Oh, oh my God. Um, wait, wait. Sigourney Weaver. No. No. <laughs> wait, uh, it, Jurassic Park or Jurassic Bottom Carter. Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> no? Damn. Wait, Samson, Jurassic I'm Park? It. Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? Oh, Jurassic Park. Oh, I don't know. Ellen um, Page. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, Laura really Dern. I believe it's Laura Dern. Yes. Oh, yeah. you think it's okay, Sarah now Silverman. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Ellen Page, my physical therapist reminds me of her a lot. Just the way that she talks. Like, every time I hear it, I just kind of think of Ellen Page. You go, okay, Ellen Page. <laughs> but, um, 
Anyways, um, Laura Dern plays the wife. Uh, Justin Long plays the oldest son. It's mm. it's just funny. It's basically about um, you know Bill Burr's character is like uh, this this dad in the seventies, and he's very like emotionally like repressed and angry. Like his whole thing, he just screams at all of his kids and like never is able to express love. And um, his rants can be really funny. Um, and they've done a really good job, especially starting like seasons two and three, like branching out and exploring the other characters. And all the characters are pretty fun and funny. And like there's a lot of neighbors. Oh, his neighbor is uh, played by Sam Rockwell. One oh, of them hell is. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's a great show. And like all of the characters are really interesting and, and uh, fun to watch. And they're all pretty complex. And. They've done a really good job. This is season four. They've done a really good job in seasons three and four of like really challenging uh, the main character who's like, you know, a very narrow minded, like, like, like very like close minded, like suppressed, like emotionally man in the 70s uh, and like stretching his ability to care and like putting him in situations that like really like force him to change his morals and ways of functioning like, and this season sir, uh, is about his father, who he hasn't talked to and his family's never met, uh, comes and visits him uh, without notice. And he had like in a very like, uh, like his father emotionally abused him in the way that he like in the same ways that he like screams at his kids and like treats his kids. So it's like a whole cycle of like, um, you know, it's all about like fatherhood and like intergenerational trauma and stuff it's like but like and somehow they make it like funny and poignant at the same time it's just like it's a really well done show and seasons three and four are really good it's fun for the first two seasons but it's really good in three and four i highly recommend that show that sounds good what is it all with bill burr it's on netflix netflix um and it's great and bill burr's uh just a really funny guy um it's it's a really fantastic show is any of it like accurate to Bill Burr's life? Like, did he did um, he write it, or is he just the actor? He he created it and he writes it. Um, it's loosely based on his childhood. So the the youngest child's name is Bill, and I think uh. it's loosely based on his father and like him. And mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's just interesting and like I think it takes some really the whole show takes really interesting looks at masculinity. Um, as a whole and um, <clears throat> it just, it's just fascinating and they, they spend a lot of time starting in like season two with, with the wife and like the sexism that she faces and like her trying to like break out of like you know the the gender depression hmm. I had no desire to watch that but now I think I actually am gonna go check it out that sounds much more appealing than it looked honestly what else have you been watching all right, so I have also been watching um, Shit's Creek. I don't think I've talked about that on this show yet, um, but no, you have not. Shit's Creek. Uh, if you haven't been watching it, it's it's awesome. It's I believe a Canadian t- TV show, um, and it's created by Eugene Levy and his son uh, uh, Daniel Levy. I I think is his name. Um, no, you're thinking of Danny Rothenberg. Oh, okay. He's, oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I I took a shit in the creek. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's it. Hey, yes, Danny, it is. That's Daniel my Levy. power. Don't uh, step on my turf, bud. And then it also stars. Um, oh man, why am I forgetting everybody's name? As soon as like <laughs> I can t- I can tell you like all of these people's names. 
uh, up until uh, <laughs> it's time for the say, podcast. No, 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 you can't, um, Samson. You clearly can't. <sighs> um, but uh, it also stars. Oh my god. Why am I doing this? Well, while you're looking for okay. it, I, I've, I've also seen some of shit's... Oh, okay. It's it's Catherine O'Hara. Sorry. Um, and um, uh, it's it's really funny. It's about uh, like a family that's rich and they uh, get all their money taken away by the government. So they have to move to a town that they bought because they thought... They, they bought a town because they thought it was funny that it was called Shit's Creek. Um, and they end up living out of a motel. And um, it... It's like, I feel like it's really solid. I feel like it's good the first two seasons, but like, it was one of those shows where I was like, eh, like the first two seasons. And I feel like it really hit a stride in season three and like, it became much, much funnier than it had been. Um, Hmm. You start to care for the characters, I feel like a little bit more. And I feel like the premises like just become better setups. And I, I don't really know how to, to explain it other than that. Like, in the pairings of the characters for, for different, like, comedic effect, uh, I think is, is, is better. Um, but it's, it's a really funny show. Um, Eugene Levy is awesome. His son, uh, he, he, like, they actually play, um, him and his son actually play father and son in the show as well. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a funny show. It's just, like, a good sitcom. Um, sorry, Sean, you were going to say something else before I remembered what her oh. name was. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I didn't have anything really important to say. I was just going to fill a little bit of time by saying, I think I've seen, like, the first season. I think I watched it, like, a year, year and a half ago. It was just one of those shows that I had, like, started and then thought was, like, pretty decent, but just never really got around to diving more into because I either started watching something else or got a little more busy or something. Yeah. uh, I definitely, with with your recommendation, I would would definitely, I'm definitely going to think about diving back into it because, um... Yeah, it was it was just one of those shows that I was like, this is a pretty like decent comedy, uh, like it's it's not my favorite, but it, I don't think it's bad. I think yeah. it's, it's pretty enjoyable. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's all on Netflix. I think they just Which came makes out me with so their much last more season. likely to watch. Yeah, and and because like every device has Netflix on it, pretty yeah, much. Right. <laughs> and again, I just like I want to stress that like it's not at all bad for the first two seasons. I feel like sometimes like the characters just aren't that likable for the first two seasons. You start to warm up to yes. them eventually. Um, it's just like they're not very likable or redeemable or like easy to empathize or sympathize with. Um, and I feel like some of the situational uh, comedy uh, it does not get hit on as hard as it could. You know, they have like a great situation, but it, they don't really milk it for all of the uh, like, you know, for all of its, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know all what I'm its, saying. All of its milk. Don't yeah. worry. All get get milk. all the milk. Get all the milk. Um, yeah. That's your actual superhero power. You can always get all of the milk. Whether it's well, from a cow, from a bottle, from you know, Danny, you, you, you get yeah. all the milk. Well, you know, Sean, you and I already discussed our superhero power, so I think maybe that's Danny's power. We can give that one to Danny. Yeah. Oh, Danny. Danny's the milkman. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also, in the last couple of weeks, week, uh, so I watched... Um, Final Destination for the first time. That, really? Wow. It's, uh, I'm going to say it's not great. Um, yeah. But I thoroughly That's enjoyed fair. it. There's a <laughs> high camp factor. Uh, the premise is enjoyable. It's it's just absurd. It's just completely ludicrous. And the, They're kind of just like death porn, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... They're, they're kind of... 
I, I thought they were kind of funny. They're, they're enjoyable. It's just it, the first one, at least, was really enjoyable. Um, I actually was having a conversation with my sister, and like, uh, she she really actually uh, enjoyed it at, at at like face value. Um, so you know, I, maybe it's a taste thing, but like, I, they're, they're well made movies. Um, they're, but yep. they are campy, and you know, I, I think like depending on the perspective you have, you might really enjoy it. Um, you know, non ironically. And then I think, you know, some people may enjoy it uh, from a camp level. It's just, like, the, the concept of, like, you know, we, we cheated death. Like, also, like, he just has a vision for no reason. Like, the whole thing starts with him having it's a vision great. and saves yeah. everybody's lives. It's never explained why he's the person that has the vision. And then... And you want to know... You want to know the fun part? Every one of those movies is the exact same thing. Someone gets a vision, they change a tiny thing, they avert death, and then death comes in the death order. Because it's the order you died in, because death has an order. Yeah. And it needs you to follow that order. And how does death decide to kill you? Well, by making you spill a little bit of water onto your kitchen floor, while it's also 3.30 in the afternoon, causing the sun to come through the window at just the right angle to ignite a piece of paper. Now, that's just a red herring, though. Death loves red herrings. Then the smoke of the paper, you sniff it, and you go, ooh, that's kind of smoky. So you go to the refrigerator to get a glass of milk. But, uh uh-oh, Danny's in the refrigerator, and you already got all of your milk. So you're out of milk, and you slip and fall on the water. But then that was all nothing because then a badger comes in and cuts the electrical cord. So you have to go to Samson to power your phone. But Samson stabs you and then you die. Yep. Death always finds its way. Yeah, it's the most uh, it's the most elaborate Rube Goldberg machine of death. Like it's <laughs> it's so dumb. it's so dumb. And what I also what I also find kind of funny about it is that the original death, at least in the first one, and I don't think this is spoilers because it's you know such an old movie and it happens at the beginning. The original death is that their plane explodes. Like that's the how do they die at first? Because their plane explodes and they either fall to their death or explode in fire. And then every but but after that point, the deaths have to be like you said, nineteen step Rube Goldberg projects. <laughs> <laughs> and they love Naturally, yeah. they love menacing liquid that that's like in yes. the first one at least <laughs> any kind of liquid is always the enemy like <laughs> get away get away it's always trickling or falling into things or <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my god it's so dumb it, I, but i highly recommend checking it out um i will save my last movie that i watched for uh why should you care um but um yeah, so go ahead, Daniel. Cool. So, like I said earlier, I've been watching um, a lot of stuff on Apple TV. So the other show I was watching, aside from Central Park, was Defending Jacob, which is Chris oh, Evans. Yeah. Um, basically, he is a district attorney who is doing an investigation of a 14-year-old who's been murdered, um, only for the clues to start pointing in the direction that his son might have murdered this kid um because they're in the same class so the now the father chris evans has to go on trial with his son who is being convicted of murder in the first degree and all the evidence is pointing towards his son actually being the murderer and you have to watch like the family getting torn apart by this like this horrible tragedy and also just like how everyone's turning on them even though the evidence isn't there yet and slowly like piecing together whether or not this child is a sociopath um the kid is actually the main character or not main character i always say main character but like one of the main characters from it the newest one um 
he played Ricky's older brother. I always forget the character's name. The one with the stutter. That is... Bill. Wait. Bill has the stutter. Yeah. Is his name Billy? I... I'm confused. I think, I, like, like, what, I, like, I think okay, they call so him in both. It, yeah. There, there's the little, the little boy. Yes. His name's Ricky, right? Is that his name? Georgie. Georgie, that's his name. So I Georgie's was like, older I was, brother. I don't think Ricky. I didn't. I, I couldn't remember his name. But Georgie's older brother. Uh, what? It, what is that character's name? Yeah, Bill slash Billy. Like okay, yeah. Bill. So, so that is the kid who plays uh, Jacob in this. Uh, his okay. name's like Jaden Martell. He does a great job. Chris Evans is fantastic in mm. this show. Yes, he um, is. The yeah, he, he actually <laughs> oh, sorry, lost like tons period. of muscle. Like, no. like really? he he looks like a normal human being now. Damn, because um, he didn't have to be a Marvel <laughs> god anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I was doing some research into it, and when these like bodybuilders and football players stop like playing the sport and like constantly working out, they lose like hundreds of pounds instantly because it's just pure muscle they've been building up. And Chris Evans, like, he still looks great. Don't get me wrong; he's still easily oh, one of my top yeah. like man crushes of all time. But mm-hmm. he he like has not as much muscle. That's fine. Yeah, he could still break me. Um, <laughs> have, have you guys ever seen um, uh, Knives Out? Because the two of them yeah. are actually no, in that, too. I gotta see it. Chris Evans and that kid um, are both in it. Yeah, oh, cool. they are. Uh, which might also be how they, how they knew each other originally. I don't know what the order of Knives Out like filming versus yeah. Defending Jacob filming is. Yeah. Um, but the mom as well, she also does a phenomenal job. Like The whole family great actors and actresses yeah um it's, it's a really good series and it leaves you wanting to find out like whether or not this kid actually did it and the whole time you you keep going back and forth between being incredibly convinced that he is a murderer to now i'm not so sure now it looks like he might not have done it and Ooh. it's it's super awesome I, I really do recommend watching it and it's called defending jacob yeah that's kind of how I feel about Samson all the time. It's like, is he a sociopathic murderer? Sometimes I'm like, absolutely yes. But sometimes I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. Um, and then the other two things I've been watching, uh, I started watching Cougar Town. I've got a couple issues with it. Um, first off, Cougar Town's really funny. It, it's a sitcom done by the creator of Scrubs. Um, it's basically this like 40 something year old woman who's played by Courtney Cox recently going through a divorce, just trying to like get herself back out there and like interacting with tons of people. So she's got her next door neighbor, um, who's actually the wife of the creator of Scrubs and her husband, uh, who who, are you talking um, about busy Phillips? No, not busy Phillips. Um, the Ellie, Ellie character. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like it's a fun sitcom. The characters are really entertaining. It, it's got some good laughs in it. My issue is it doesn't look like the show really goes anywhere. Like I like sitcoms where yes they are funny and humorous, but also you can tell the motivations of the character and where they want to go. Take How I Met Your Mother for instance. Right, you've got Ted Mosby. His goal is to be an architect and to also find a woman. Right, he he wants to find a wife. That is his goal for the series. That is where he's moving. All character development is usually towards those two fronts. Then you look at Cougar Town, 
and you've got like the character of Ellie or or even Courtney Cox's character where, yeah, she wants to find somebody, but that's not her central plot. You never see like her go for career aspirations. You never see her go for like social circle aspirations. She just kind of exists in humor. And I mm. feel like Cougar Town sort of is in comparison to something like Seinfeld where the characters aren't really progressing either. But Seinfeld was absolutely hilarious. And Cougar Town isn't as funny. Um, so I, like, I, I think it's fun. It's just a good series to watch if you need something to, like, pass the time. But it's not that great in comparison to other sitcoms, at least. Um, I, 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 I've seen a decent amount of Cougar Town. It was a couple of years ago. It was just, like, my parents always had it on TV. Um, huh. so I can't speak much to, like, the story arcs, because I more just saw random episodes, uh, or, or character arcs. But it, it was surprisingly funny. I, I, yeah, you know, people I think make fun of Cougar Town because it's called Cougar Town. Uh, you know, it's not a great name <laughs> if I'm being honest, but like, it is pretty funny actually. Um, and yeah, and I, I'm not saying yeah. it's not. I, I'm just saying it's not as funny as like other sitcoms I've seen, and it doesn't do as much as other sitcoms. Yeah, I've seen. yeah. I mean, like, also, um, I don't know. I, I also like. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is this is you or anything, but, like, I, I also think sometimes, like, like, so much of our media is, like, male-led in comedy, too. Uh, so, you know, I think women are forced to, like, uh, like, accept that a lot more, but, like, with more female-led sitcoms, when you're watching it as a man, you're not always as used to it. I know, like, I, like, that, I, that's something, like, I've thought about a lot, like, in the last few years, and, um, you know, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like um, men aren't really forced to 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 be challenged in in accepting uh, female-led projects as much as women are in in the other role. So like I, I think yeah. sometimes um, there there's a little bit of um, under underlying bias. Again, not saying this is you. I'm saying personally, I realize that about myself yeah. sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I like I think it's I think it's I think it's pretty funny. Again, I don't think it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen, but I, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. No, and I'm not saying I don't recommend it. I I think I think at its base it's a good show. I think I understand where you're coming from with those biases. I don't think that was really my issue with the characters because I like every other main character in the show. I think my issue with Courtney Cox is just like I want to I want to see her want something more than just like sitting around drinking wine and hanging out with their friends, which is great plot line. But also yeah. like, I don't know. I just, I was expecting a little bit more for a show that ran on the air for that long, right. but there's something going on there. Yeah, no. And um, I think, I think we're definitely on the same page too. I, I'm yeah. in agreement with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I also just love the running gag on community of Abed being obsessed with Cougar oh, Town. Yeah, that's great. The the, the he, like he just shows up. The 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 plot that revolves around him having like his personality being broken because he pooped his pants on the set of Cougar Town in front of Courtney Cox <laughs> is is one of the funniest is one of the funniest gags on that uh, show. I gotta I gotta watch Community. I there's also there's a clip and I don't remember if it's from Cougar Town or from Community where he's sitting in the back when Busy Phillips um is talking with the kid Travis mm -hmm. and they're just like in front of a subway and you're watching as the conversation's going on to Abed's character, just sitting in the back, ignoring everyone to finally like turning and looking at the characters and like nodding along in agreement and his head's like moving with them. Like he's like, yeah, 
no, she's totally right. And then he just bolts out of there. <laughs> That's in an episode of Cougar Town you just said? Yeah, I, I looked up Abed on Cougar Town and that appeared. And it's like oh a 50 second clip. It's wow. really funny. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But yeah, Cougar Town, overall, it's good. I'm just personally not as huge a fan of it. I'm going to stick with it because I like some of the aspects and I really like how much Courtney Cox embarrasses her son. I think yeah. that's hilarious. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stick with it for a bit, but it's, it's like, it's a sitcom. I just think it's lacking in terms of plot moving forward. Hmm. Um, the last thing I actually watched, which was a shocking approval rating for me. Uh, I watched Pokemon journeys, which is on Netflix. Now it's got 12 episodes. And the reason I watch it is because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, but I, I was like, all right, let me, let me watch this. Let's see how the new Pokemon anime goes. And I honestly have to say it is significantly better than anything I've seen in recent times from Pokemon. Um, Word. the reason it is, is because Ash has given up on his dream of like traveling to each region and trying to get the eight gym badges. And his soul, like his sole thing is that he's a research assistant with this other kid, um, whose name is go because they wanted to make it. Let's go. And like Pokemon Go. Um, I forgot about that. Part. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, they're so Go's goal is to catch every single Pokemon ever. Haha, <laughs> Pokemon Go, catch Pokemon. Um, but then Ash's goal is to just like be the number one trainer, and they're not doing the traditional like going to the region and getting the eight badges. They're just being research assistants, traveling around and meeting Pokemon and catching them. And like, it feels like a Pokemon game versus structured and it's really nice i like the freedom of it yeah i do think it's about time that they changed their formula a little bit because for so long <laughs> they did the ash it goes to a place he meets a man he meets a woman they travel with him and then he wins a bunch of stuff and then he loses some stuff too but mm -hmm. the one thing i have to say danny is i'm surprised you didn't bring up the other character in the show by uh you know b b u y uh, the one who who always just talks about buying Nintendo products, like uh, like yeah, I forgot yeah. about him. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, he's, I mean, he's honestly, Go's brother. Yeah, he he's Go's brother. <laughs> um, what what are their last names? Uh, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I hadn't thought. About that. <laughs> <laughs> buying um, Go Nintendo, buy Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, actually, Nintendo is Buy's middle name, and it's Buy Nintendo Products. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Go Nintendo Products. Wait, they have the same middle name as well? <laughs> yep. What what parent does that? <laughs> I don't know. Unless, oh, maybe, oh, you know what? It's probably, I think you got it a little wrong. The mother is last name Products. The father is last name Nintendo, and they hyphenated got it that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, it's go nintendo, nintendo yeah. products and buy nintendo products mm -hmm. and they actually don't have a middle name because they don't believe in middle names oh yeah. wow okay you know my father doesn't have a middle name interesting yeah do you yes it's nintendo <laughs> we've been over this before uh but yeah i i think i think this series it's fun it's a nice change of pace i i wound up watching uh the episodes that are out on netflix and then i wound up watching the episodes that are subbed and have been released elsewhere. Um, I think it's really fucking annoying how Go can just watch up to walk up to a Pokemon, throw a Pokeball, and instantly catch it without a battle. 
Cause oh, you I, mean like, like in Pokemon Go? Yeah, it, it's like in Pokemon yeah. Go. I think it's so annoying. But otherwise, like, if you've ever had an interest in the Pokemon anime, this is the one to pick back up because it just it it's such a nice, refreshing take, and I really appreciate the direction the series is going in. So sweet. Yeah. yeah, that's everything I've been watching. Should we get into why should you care? Let's do it. So, it's been a little while since we did it, so I might as well explain. Why Should You Care is a game that we like to play where we each have a minute to convince the other people why they should check out and care about uh, a show, a movie, a song, an artist, something that we've been listening, watching, or interested in, and try and convince the rest of us why we should care about it. Um, Does anyone have a preference of who's going to go first? No preference. Cool. Um... Why don't, why don't I go first, then? I've got sure. an idea for something. I'm just going to set up my timer. Uh, Stopwatch. Cool. So, three, two, one. I want to tell you about a movie called Absolutely Anything. Now, this is a movie starring Simon Pegg and Robin Williams, and it's actually, funny enough, the last product of media that he was in before he unfortunately passed away. Um, it's basically Simon Pegg is given reality altering powers to do absolutely anything. So he decides to make his dog speak, which is Robin Williams. And it's just him kind of being an ordinary person with these godlike powers, but really not doing much with it. And it's so funny to watch how he could like solve world peace or do X and Y. And he's just more content to like get more ice cream without having to get up. Like, it's so funny and outrageously weird and also not like the the greatest movie of all time, but it's a, it's a nice like final film to watch of Robin Williams. So I, I really enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think it's worth checking out, even if it's just for like an hour. And that's my time. Nice. So, boys, would you watch about uh, absolutely anything? Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely watch that. That that actually sounds really solid. Um, I, yeah, I love I both of those people. Too. All right, who wants to go next? Um, I can go next, even though I forgot sure. what I was going to talk about. I, Actually, so I Sean, maybe you go next. Yeah, I'll go next. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, let me get my time. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to go in three, two, one. All right, so now I have a very important game to talk to you about. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, the classic remake of the 2000s original Xbox PS2 era uh, SpongeBob and GameCube. game. And GameCube. I forgot about GameCube. Sorry, Nintendo. It's my middle name. Uh, it's it, and it just looks great. It's it's a remake of just a classic game, and a lot of love has been put into it. It's not just a reskin. They designed it right back up from the ground, and then they added a multiplayer co-op mode so you can play with your friends on the couch or online, as well as they added some content that didn't make it into the original game. And more than anything, though, there's one zinger that really gets me. It is a $30 price point, and I got it pre-ordered for 10% off. That's right. I paid $26 for what was at the time a full $60 game. I'm going to get so much joy from this, and you can too, if only you purchase the product. That's it. That's 60 seconds. Yeah. Wait, you said it was only $30? Yeah, yeah it's, it's only 30 $30. Damn, I'm uh, almost definitely going to buy that now. Which yeah, is like, I, it's like about time 
that if you're going <laughs> to remake an old game, it's not, it, the content level is different than it used to be, and the expectations of a $60 game are different, so you shouldn't price it as if it's a modern AAA, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I loved uh, that game as a kid. It was so oh, yeah. challenging and fun. Like It was absolutely my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I think I would buy this. I, I haven't really thought about purchasing it, but you, you saying that selling me on it because I remembered how much fun I had. Yeah. Is it cross-platform multiplayer? I don't know. It comes out Tuesday, though. Ooh, okay. Maybe I'll, I'll have to get it then. Let me look. Let me just... Samson, what about you? Would you would you get this game? Yeah, I'm actually probably going to pre-order it after this now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Samson, if you get it for the Switch or PlayStation, we can play it together. Oh, hell yeah. Because we have when the you guys, two devices Sean doesn't. You accidentally get it on opposite systems. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I'd probably yeah, have no, to get it, it, it for... It looks a lot of fun. Uh, I'd probably have to get it for the Switch, though, because PlayStation, all of my memory is taken up by Call of Duty Warzone. Hey, yep. Call of Duty! I gotta do a quick rant for a second. Um... PlayStation, what the fuck are you doing with game updates? Why does it copy the file that you have onto your hard drive, then copy over all of your save data onto that? I don't have enough space on my hard drive to have a second 110 gigabyte Call of Duty game like on my hard drive and then delete it. Like That is the <laughs> dumbest way to it's possibly perform an update. It's, it's so, so infuriating, infuriating because every time I want to update the game, I have to delete it from my system and then re-download it. Fuck you. <laughs> that's fair that's so fair yeah samson uh, do you uh have your your final i do, do i actually decide? remembered it right after i told you to go but you were already setting up nice. your clock so i didn't want to stop you all right here we go ready set go so this week i would like to recommend john oliver's last week tonight the news can be pretty upsetting and overwhelming uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's really nice to have uh, a, a com slightly comedic take on current events um, with seriousness when it is required. Um, it makes the news a little bit more palatable for me, um, and I can watch it without uh, wanting to punch a hole in my TV, but uh, it still makes me very angry. Um, it's very educative. <laughs> And uh, it's uh, very well uh, researched for the most part. Every once in a while, there are things that I feel like uh, are a little bit inaccurate. Um, but uh, overall, it's got a great host, and it's only once a week. So, um, you know, you can just catch up once a week on the current events, and it is a wonderful program. That is it. Sorry, I did it as no. ASMR. I'm half Sorry, tempted yeah. to say no just because... You did it as ASMR, but I love uh, this show. I haven't watched it in a while. I think that's partially due to being in college and not having cable. Yeah. So it was like less likely for me to go back to the old episodes of it, but I, I need to catch up with it. I think it's a good way to follow the news of the week, and I think John Oliver is very, very funny. So, yeah, I would watch it. Yeah, I, I missed most of that because your ASMR put me to sleep because it was so good oh, and relaxing. But, uh, yeah, no, Last Week Tonight is great. And even if you don't have cable, they always post the um, the like the main segment on YouTube, and that's actually normally how I catch up with it. Uh, I think they would normally do it like oh. a, the the day after or something like that. And, and I mean, there's there's sizable chunks. It'll be like a 
like anywhere from like an 18 to 30 minute video for the most mm -hmm. part because it's 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 like the main story of the day so that that's oh uh, but i would also of course you know samson is correct in that it's a great show overall definitely recommend watching the entire thing if you have access to it yeah hmm. i think you sold it really well even though i was already sold on it hey thanks <laughs> cool so that's been everything for this episode uh, I think next week what we're going to do is we're going to do another recommendation-based episode, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Boredom Browsing Podcast for any news and updates that we wind up posting there, as well as some pretty funny memes. We actually posted a photo of Sean as Olaf from uh, from Frozen, so that was a fun one. Um, Danny, you can say it. That was an undoctored photo. You yeah, it, say it. my bad. It was uh, that is the me. body that Sean has been working on very hard <laughs> since quarantine started. It's my corona body, yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Danny, real quick before we go, um, I hope this is no spoilers, but the uh, ranked-themed episode uh, for recommendations next week is anime based on waifus. <gasps> what? Whoa! You guys didn't tell me you were doing that! Oh, my God. Triple B just broke into my room. We have to... Oh, I love waifus. They're better than real women. No, no, we have to. We have to. He'll talk about this for 30 minutes. We have to end the episode. Sean, come on. I want to tell them about Asui-chan. No, no, guys, guys, please, please. We have to. Rising of Shield Hero. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know that anime. We have to go. I, uh... Well, thank you all so much for listening. As always, my name is Danny. I'm, I'm Sean. Oh and I'm God, Buster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye.